This is Express Leads. Welcome back, everyone. This is Paul Brady with Express Leads. I'm your host. And today we're talking to Maureen Chaccio. And Maureen um, is a uh, web designer. She owns a web agency and uh, works on developing a way for busy business owners to get their website up quickly and have more success with it. Uh, she started this uh, for clients in the trades, but it seems popular with other small businesses as well. Well, it sounds great. Welcome, Maureen. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Paul. Yeah, pleasure. Why don't Why don't uh, Why don't we start um, giving you an opportunity to talk a little bit about your business? Why don't you fill us in on uh, what your day looks like and what you do, and you know how all that works? Oh, okay. Um, well, my day looks pretty busy usually. <laughs> there are a lot of <laughs> A lot of different details. I wear a lot of different hats, um, but uh, mostly uh, it is about uh, you know either um, you know servicing my clients with either building new websites or maintaining them, uh, keeping them safe, and improving them. Essentially, so um, you mentioned um, you know what what I've been trying to do lately. So I have been working on that a lot each day too. Um, it is basically trying to organize things in a way that that is efficient and is um, kind of in the best interests time-wise and budget-wise of um, people who are my, uh, my, my target market, with people who I can serve the best, which are people who want to use their website as a marketing tool and who are relatively small businesses and um, are busy and need somebody to help them sort everything out. Okay. Um, so you mentioned something that kind of caught my attention. You said you want to help not only to to build, you know, new, uh, and by the way, it's so funny to hear you say you're busy too, because it's like, it's actually interesting. Everyone's so busy lately, you know? Um, yeah. It's a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong, but uh so you, what caught my attention, uh, Maureen, was that you, you not only do you build new sites and maintain them and you know improve existing ones, but you also talk about keeping sites safe. Can you um, dive into that a little bit and, and give us a little more detail on what you mean by that? Sure. Um, so there are, you know, there's a lot of hacking going on out there. On the 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 websites that I build are WordPress websites, mm-hmm. and you know they're not proprietary, so. Um, there are people out there who understand the, you know, how a WordPress website is coded and it is a little more accessible to them, um, how to hack it. And so, um, if you're not maintaining your WordPress website well, then you are vulnerable. And it's really, if you're not maintaining it, then you, you will get hacked. It's just a matter of when, not if, um, so at the very at the very base, I take care of uh, you know updating themes, plugins, um, and WordPress core. You know, for what if any, I don't know if anybody knows what that means, but basically the software behind your website. Um, and so I take care of that for people because a lot of people simply don't want to do it, although individuals can do that themselves. Sure. Um, sometimes when uh, 
you know, updates come along, they might get out of sync with other plugins and, you know, we have a little problem and have to fix it. But other than that, it's very simple to update your website, but busy people don't want to take care of that themselves. And I also have people on a dashboard where I can watch for, um, you know, if there's a, a plugin that comes out that is a vulnerability patch as opposed to just a general improvement update, I know when that happens and I can do that right away. And I watch other signals like, you know, if there's um, if there's a lot of activity, people trying to log in that are not, uh, not my client or myself, um, you know, I just keep an extra eye on it. Or if there um, is a lot of uh, kind of a spike in traffic in Google Analytics, if there is a, some you know, extra downtime happening, these are all signs that um, something could be hacked and, you know, to run a deeper scan on it. Although I have people on a dashboard that scans things every day and backs up every day off their hosting site in case they get um, hacked. There's always a clean, uh, uh, you know, something clean to, to back up to. Right. So you mentioned a, um, a dashboard just so that our listeners understand. So you, you say, you know, you can keep an eye on people on your dashboard. What dashboard are you referring to? Oh, um, well, I use Blog Vault, um, which is a, a great dashboard for uh, agencies. I would highly recommend them. But basically, I have all of the sites that I take care of on this dashboard, and I can watch the statistics and everything um, it, really easily so that it it allows me to, to keep an eye on everybody's website really personally without, you know, um, <laughs> actually being their, their personal servant. Right, exactly. So now, do you? Um, I'm guessing, but I'm, if I if I were a betting man, I'd say I'd, I'd guess that you do your own hosting. Is that true? I actually don't, and the the reason I oh, I lost the bet <laughs> <laughs> with myself. That's the worst bet to lose. <laughs> well, I know it's unusual, but um, you know, I've heard so many horror stories, and I just want. Um, my clients to um, not experience that again. And not that they would with me, but, um, you know, I, I want to make it so that if I get hit by a bus or if they don't really don't like working with me, they can just pick up and go and not have an ordeal. Right. So right. like I, I do like, um, I do recommend, um, certain hosts, and I, I won't go to, I won't take on work um, that is hosted in certain places. Um, but I, I like to make sure that people have their, I'll facilitate it, but I make sure it's their own account. And also they, you know, they have control over their domain name so that, you know, those are their website properties that they own. And, you know, they should have complete access to it. I can't tell you how many people I've heard. I don't know where my website is. You know, I, I don't know where my domain name is. And then you, it's a, it's a big hassle. If that person who, who set you up and is still kind of, um, you know, on your account is nowhere to be found. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so given that you're doing website design, I'm, I'm, Wondering, do you have any geographic limitations to where you do business? Um, no, not really. I mean, other than um, 
you know, I don't, I don't speak other languages. <laughs> that would be hard to do uh, a website somewhere where I don't speak the language, but no, there really are no geographical boundaries. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't, I, I was guessing there wouldn't be, but I didn't want to say that again and then get shot down. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I agree. That's, you know, um, yeah, perfect actually. So, um, so given that, where do you typically, for you, where do you find clients online and who's an ideal client for you? Oh, well, let's see. I, you know, I find clients all different ways and really most of my clients are local. And in fact, Google views web design as a local business, um, probably because most people are looking for somebody local. Um, but different sources, um, I have, obviously I have a website and, you know, people can find me on my website. Um, I am part of a, a BNI chapter and that's great for networking. And I'm part of a, a few other online, um, networking groups. Um, and I, uh, who are local to like Metro West Massachusetts area where I am. And so like Facebook groups, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook groups. Yeah. It's, and that has really, um, really spiked during COVID. I, I can't tell you how much networking I have done during COVID probably like 10 times that I was ever able to do before because everybody's on zoom, everybody's on Facebook groups. Um, it just seems to have exploded, um, during COVID. Um, and then I, I'm part of some face, uh, some Facebook groups, uh, specifically for web agencies that are, um, you know, international, um, a lot of, a lot of people, uh, from the United States, but they're basically international. Sure. Sure. So, um, so given that, you know, we're talking a little bit about Facebook, can you talk to me a little bit about, and I know you mentioned you have a website and, um, that, that, uh, you participate in Facebook groups, but can you talk about some of your social media channels other than your, you know, I know you have the website and, but can you talk to me about what kind of presence you have on other social media channels like YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, that kind of stuff? Well, like I said, I was bit, I'm very busy. <laughs> so I, that has been on my list forever. Um, and I am currently um, doing some very short YouTube videos. Um, and I will start that channel um, probably in September. And uh, it's going to be like really, really short, helpful videos for not how, not how to so much, but how to understand what you need when you're starting a website. Um, and I will then also create a Facebook page so that I can post them there too. Uh, but right now, yeah, I, I don't do much um, social media and I haven't had the time and I do want to. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's, um, so I like to, part of what I like to do, um, Maureen is I like to um, listen to a business and you let them talk about their, their business and, Try and get an idea, you know, where you find people online, um, you know, how you service those people, who, what your niche is, what an ideal client for you might be. Um, so it sounds like you're finding a lot of, because of the pandemic, really, kind of, you know, in one way pushed you that direction, but um, which is a, is a great thing, right? But you're finding a lot of clients on uh, in Facebook groups, for instance, right? And so, and then starting in September, it sounds like you're going to make a YouTube, you're going to have a YouTube channel be um, something that's more prominent as well as, uh, creating a Facebook page. Yes. Yes. Okay. That is the plan. Okay. Excellent. All right. Um, so what about, um, 
What about a mailing list? Do you have a mailing list right now for of your clients and Nope, that's on the list too. And these are all things that people should be doing with their website. And I'm like, you know, the cobbler whose children doesn't have any shoes. Um, I'm busy just like everyone else, which is partly why I feel their pain. Um, And, you know, I'll probably end up hiring somebody to help me with that too. Right. Yeah, no, I... I hear you. I, I like to use the analogy sometimes when I talk about various aspects of my business that I'm like the mechanic that has the broken down car. It's right. Right. Because I'm so busy doing everyone else's, you know, car. So yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so let's, let's, um, let's move to an area that's uh, related and talk about potential, you know, businesses that could benefit you. And I I always, I always refer to them as potential partners, but I don't want to confuse people. I'm not actually talking about a literal partnership. I'm really Mm -hmm. talking about businesses that, you know, um, so for instance, a web designer, um, someone that does web design, you know, uh, an SEO agency might be a good potential partner for you if you don't do that, that kind of thing. Do you, do you have any people that you've identified and that you already have connections to that are, that will be beneficial partners to you that you could send business back and forth? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I have. Um, I mean, do you want me? To- yeah. If you <laughs> have, I mean, just, just high level. It doesn't have to be the actual name. Right. Of the I just mean, okay. you know, like the types of businesses. Sure. Um, so I have, uh, so uh, let's see, high level. Uh, there's a, a very, um, expensive agency who can't service clients who are more in my price range. And so they tend to send me referrals and I don't do, um, you know, paid advertising and they do. So I send them referrals back that way. So, you know, we're, we're, our, our services are kind of on different levels or they don't overlap and that's a great referral source. Um, I have a, a print and promotional person who, I send to, um, and, uh, copywriters, number of copywriters. And, you know, we're always kind of going back and forth. Um, I know somebody who does email marketing and I know somebody who does, um, social media. I know a few people who do social media. So, um, those are, those are especially, um, good partnerships for, for me because we all don't do the same thing and, and, and people do need them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, um, amongst other things, I do SEO. I do, I mean, basically inbound marketing. So that includes like email marketing, copywriting, um, SEO, yes. um, you know, a bunch of those things, email, you know, campaigns. Yeah, um, we have to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we can definitely talk. I, I, I actually wasn't trying to drum up business. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, um, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and the other thing is, and I bought it from, I guess I, I bought that love of tools with me from the high tech world, but I am very technically adept when it comes to tools. So I do a lot of stuff, even in mm. WordPress, I do a lot of stuff in the back end for, um, like you were talking about safety and security earlier. And I do like web yeah. application based firewalls and all sorts of stuff like that. Oh, very cool. So, um, but yeah, but my, my true passion is, um, is, you know, uh, landing page design, email, you know, writing and setting up email. It's not just the writing. I mean, I always tell people that's the hardest part about it is the copywriting, right? Mm-hmm. But you also have to know the tools. And I'm one of those people, like you run into people, some people know the tools, but they don't know the skill. And some people mm-hmm. know the skill, but they don't know the tools. Well, I, I kind of have both those skills because 
I'm just such a, I've been a professional writer for, you know, 30, I won't tell you how long, 30 something <laughs> years. And, um, but I, yeah, and I do a lot with tools. So, you know, things like ClickFunnels, ActiveCampaign, GetResponse, um, Webinar Fuel, um, you know, the list just goes on and on as far as things that deal with webinars, email campaigns, um, broadcast emails, uh, all the rules about all that stuff, how you set all that stuff up, how you connect campaigns, how you. you oh my know, gosh, you must always be learning because there's always, there are yeah, always new tools. Yeah, but that's 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 the thing with me too, right? And not to talk too much about me because it's not about me, but um, but I just you know I always tell uh, my wife that I'm like Scotty from Star Trek when Kirk looks at him, he says, "Scotty, you're on vacation. You're looking." He says, why are you looking at a technical manual? He says, I know, I'm on vacation. And he goes back to looking at the technical manual. <laughs> That's what he likes. That's what he likes to do. That's, That's right. I like all the tools. <laughs> but That's um, great. yeah, no, no, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I like to... That's the other thing. I like to keep it light if I can, because otherwise, you know, it could be... You can make anything funny if you want to, honestly, if you have a sense of humor, you know what I mean? So, That's right. Um, but... Okay. Um, so I'm just looking over some of the notes I've taken as we're talking, and and I did miss one thing. Uh, so what kind of paid advertising do you do for your business? I don't do any. None. No. None. Uh, so it's all organic right now. Yeah, I don't. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I. I. You know, my volume isn't at the point where it would be beneficial to do that at this point. Although I am um, going to hire somebody soon, so you know, right. maybe. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, because I getting back to the email list thing and I'll, I'll talk more about that later. I don't want to hit on it too much right now, but that's like that's super important. Um, uh, so what do you and I, um, give me an idea what the most common questions are that you get from clients? You know, something that you wish you just wrote it down. And then every time someone asks you, asks you, you could say, oh, go look at my frequently asked questions or, or I'll share mm -hmm. an email with you with some of my most you know, with answers to those questions. Do you have anything like that that people ask you repeatedly about? Uh, well, you know, usually it's, um, usually they're mystified about Google um, because usually somebody wants a website because they want to be seen. And, and of course it makes a difference what somebody sees once they're driven to your website. Um, but they, they usually have questions. They often, um, I get, I get a lot of clients who are, um, kind of just starting out in the online space. So they they have basic questions and they're not at a, a paid level advertising point yet. And so they just want to make their website and have it be seen by everyone. So, uh, so, the, so usually the question is, okay, um, you know, how can I get seen here? How can I get seen like, you know, in the, in a few towns over how, you know, how do I, you know, how does this work? Um, and, you know, right. I have to be the bearer of, of somewhat bad news that it takes time and it takes effort and, you know, you have to be diligent, you have to be consistent, but there are some, there are some quick wins I can set them up with Google, my business and, uh, you know, just optimizing that and having, if, if they are willing to be, um, diligent with that, they can see a lot of results. Like if they're, if they can post there, if they can add images there often, if they can, um, you know, if we can clean up any citation issues that they have and, uh, you know, which are 
for, for anybody else, which are um, all those other places in the web where your, your name, address, and phone number might appear. Um, so those are some quick ones I can do to help them with that. But, mm-hmm. you know, really, it's a long game. SEO is a long game. It's an investment. Right. So you, know? you do SEO for your clients as well, or are you just talking about the, the Google My Business? Uh, I will do Google My Business. So so one of the things um, I've been doing lately for, for local businesses, and, I'm, and usually I'm working for people in the trades, construction and stuff, is we will... We'll put a website up. We will optimize your Google My Business, and I'll, I'll give them some tips or some some quick wins to connect and use their social media back and forth with the website and with Google My Business, and um, and then we'll proceed to work on pages that that will optimize the the what the website better, like um, having a an individual page for each service. Um, if they are active in other locations, then they can do case studies and put them in there with a, you know, a, a location for the service and that will help. Um, and they can do, sure. they can do, obviously they can do blog posts and really start to build their, their keyword volume. But, and, and, I've, and I, and I make sure they have schema set up on their website. Um, so, so there are ways I help people regularly with SEO, but I see it more as a foundational um, SEO set of tactics. Uh, of course, making sure the website is speedy and mobile optimized and all that technical stuff is gets baked in when we're building. Uh, but as far as, you know, slowly building keywords, if they can't afford like to really pump a lot of money in SEO, we can still build a good foundation. And if we are building the website consistently each month, then that's a really good thing you can do for SEO too, you know? So, um, so I don't do like full big guns SEO and I would outsource to that, or I would refer somebody on to, to that. Um, but I, I, I understand how to do it, um, as a foundation for the website. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds good. Um, do you, um, excuse me one second, just lost my, I lost my place. There we are. Um, so let me back up a little bit and ask you a question. So how long have you been uh, doing this as a web designer? How many years? Uh, um, nine. Nine, <laughs> nine wow, okay. Not, but, um, but I started out slowly That's that, and really ramped, ramped it up in the last about three or four years. Okay. Okay. And um, what made you want to get into web design to begin with? Do you have a graphic design background or was it more, uh, um, you know, an interest in the online space? It, uh, yes, I do have an, a graphic design background and, um, you know, <laughs> uh, ha- having a graphic design background, um, the thought of doing something, making websites in the year 2000 was a real turnoff to me because it was, you know, overwhelmingly technical. And around 2010, it started being, uh, WordPress started being used for um, more commercial purposes, not just blogging. And it started looking a little more enticing that I could actually get my my sense of visuals onto the screen by myself. 
Um, and that's when I started, I learned, you know, HTML and CSS. And then like around 2012, I'm like, okay, I really have to start. I really have to try this WordPress thing. <laughs> and I uh, got a WordPress website and I said, um, okay, I, where do I put my code? <laughs> and uh, so that, that just kind of, you know, like you, it's like, I do, I don't like, I don't like the learning the technical stuff as much as you do, but I do like learning it. And so it just sucked to me right in and everything. And then it, it really kind of took off. I learned how to do the, I learned how I could make my designs come alive in WordPress, but it was very slow. So when it really started taking off is when WordPress, uh, there were a number of plugin builder plugins that were viable. Like before that they were clunky. Oh yeah. They were, they were like garbage before yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I started with Beaver Builder and I've stuck with them um, yep. because a, a, a lot of, uh, you know, backend developers like it because it's cleaner code. It's, you know, it, it's just not as many bells and whistles. So you don't have to fight with the speed and all that. But um, that's, that's kind of when I began to see, I could, I could really do this. Like I could actually do this for people and making make a living at it because you know it's not taking me ten thousand hours. It's just taking me you know uh, I don't know how many hours, but <laughs> no, I just more viable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and it's particularly because I've had discussions with um, friends of mine that are have a graphic design background as well, and that's one of the things that always stopped them years ago was you know. I can create this beautiful thing in Photoshop. And then when I try and do something on the internet, it's just awful. It's yeah. like, you can't do anything in WordPress. You can't do anything. And, and, you know, they made it very difficult, but like you said, um, and then a lot of the builders they had, there were standalone packages, like cruddy packages, like net objects, fusion, stuff like that, that any, and then the worst was the Microsoft one, Microsoft, whatever they called it. Their, <laughs> their website builder was just like, garbage in garbage out right but right. then you started seeing things like you know like you said beaver builder and there's thrive architect and there's elementor there's all these viable things that if you if you you know if you're a graphic designer you're going to excel but even if you have a, a good sense of design you can design something that looks really um great in any one of those packages and that's the thing that is crazy about um that's actually, that's, and I'm going to ask you this as a question too, but um, I, I've often looked at it and said, you know, the problem with these packages now is the opposite, right? Now they're so easy and so accessible that you get people who literally design websites, but they have no concept of design in their <laughs> mind. And so when they design websites using these, you know, like Beaver Builder or Elementor, it just, it just looks terrible. Uh -huh. Because they're just pulling things together, they think look great. Um, have you have you seen that or run into that as well? Oh, all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to look at. I, I, so a friend of mine um, was going to do some work for a client. The client had already had somebody do their website. Uh, this just happened this week, so I don't even know what the the total outcome will be, but. Um, you know, she, she, the, and then unfortunately the, uh, that previous web designer had a stroke and was unable to, I don't, I, I think that 
she'll be able to recoup from it, but it oh, was unable to. to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but these things happen, you know, this is, yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that one reason I like WordPress is because there's so many people who know if something happens, they that can pick it up. So my, so my friend who was going to do some other kind of marketing work for her um, is, is a web designer also. And she, she's, you know, we looked at it and I, and I, she said, like, it, it's painful to me. I have to tell her that, I, I, you know, that, it, that she should not be launching this. And I'm like, yeah, it's because, I mean, if I saw that website, I would say to the person who was the website owner, if asked, I would say, yeah, you need a redesign. Like this is not, this is not working. And then usually people get told that, you know, three or four years after they have, after their website's up, maybe it's aging, but this was just about to be launched. And, um, you know, it, it, it's just that it wasn't, it's not that it was, you know, looked falling apart bad. It's just that there was this green haze over the images and there was, there was an, there were oddly used images as if they hadn't really picked out the right image to communicate the right message. Um, It was about color too, right? Color. That's the one thing I've noticed people, people that don't have any type of a design sense, whether they're a graphic designer or not. Well, first of all, graphic designer would have a design sense. You know what I mean? But people that generally don't have a design sense at all. They, they pick the oddest colors for things. <laughs> and yes. And you know, that's, that's not their thing. They can't be blamed for that, but it, it, it is one reason it's important to choose somebody who's got a good eye when you're, you know, who, even if they're, if they're a web developer, they're hiring somebody uh, to coach them on it or, or do the design and then they develop it. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's uh it's weird. It, it has introduced this whole level of people that, you know, want to um, try and do it on their own. And and by the way, the good news is, is that um, it's not like a net objects fusion or something, because those are the similar issue. Even though they're not great, you could sometimes eke out, like back in the day, a decent looking design, mm-hmm. even though you're very limited by what you, your choices are. But then there are people that use that and they just like, oh, I'm going to throw in all these great shiny things because they look awesome and it just looks absolutely horrific yeah um, it's like I any mean, other field you it, it, you have to know what you're doing the tools don't do it for you you have to right know where you need to end up yes yes you have to have a plan you have to know what it's going to look like you know sometimes um you know uh if it's a very large project you want to like you know you know you want to use wireframes to kind of design something that you get uh, a client to look at and agree to before you go into a big design thing, because that's the other thing, right? And you know this mm-hmm. from experience, you're a professional web designer, you kind of you have to go in there uh, with a plan and make sure that the client accepts the, for especially for something that's a more complex, and you, you know which clients are going to need that and which aren't, right? But but some clients are, you know, want to want to know exactly what it's going to look like, and so you have to sit there and create a wireframe to say, "Here's what each page is going to look like," because you don't want to design a whole website and then turn around, even if it looks great, and have the client say, "Well, I didn't. That wasn't my vision. That isn't what I wanted to see." Yes, you, know? you need to you need to give them information in layers. Yes, um, you know, there's there's the like like let's understand who your clients are and what you want to what you want to do with the website layer, and then there's the um, uh, like these are the pages you need, <laughs> sitemap layer, and then the wireframe um, can be can be simple. Like this is the information we're going to put on this page, and this is kind of 
the sections we're going to have. I, I tend to actually not do visual, not do the visual design at that point, but do put the copywriting in so they can see how the website reads without visuals. And then, um, and then we do kind of then the visual layer and, and at each layer they are going through and making sure that it's, it sits right with them so that we're not going, you know, back, um, back in time. It, right. Right. To readjust. <laughs> Any readjustments are done like in the, in the level where we're working. Exactly. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So let me, there was one thing I forgot to ask you. Um, do you have a blog on your site? Um, that's to come in September too, along with the YouTube channel. Um, we do kind of have one, but it's just one, it's just one page. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's fine. I'm just curious. So let me, um, before we wrap up, let me just kind of recap, um, where I see, um, so I, it sounds like you're in the right, you're on the right path because you definitely want to, I think, step up your, your social media a little bit from a marketing perspective, right? Because oh, yeah. if you, um, and, and the other thing is I, I always tell people too, um, Maureen is that you don't necessarily want to be trying to do everything at the same time. You, you pick one medium that you're, mm-hmm. you're really comfortable with and you like, and you go for it. Like, so a pot, even an audio podcast, super simple, mm-hmm. very little prep for something like that. You know, um, a YouTube channel, same thing. And, and, you know, um, a lot of times you can cross pollinate between different channels. So by yeah. that, I mean, repurposing information. And I give this advice to clients all the time. I, I will say, well, you know, geez, you know, I want to start a podcast. I don't have time. I spend all my time on my YouTube thing, interviewing people. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but there you go. If you're doing Facebook lives, where you interview people, or you're doing YouTube, where you're interviewing people. And, you know, there's, there's very easy ways to save that, that audio. Mm-hmm. And then turn around and repurpose it using use it in a podcast. A lot of places yes. do a lot of political shows, a lot of um, you know uh, entertainment podcasts mm-hmm. and things. People that do that, uh, a lot of people do that stuff. Even though some of it may even be in the realm of the referring to a diagram or referring to something, that doesn't stop them from using it in a podcast. I mean, it's not optimal, but um, it's become so commonplace that people kind of understand that. Oh well. If I want to actually see it, I'll go to the YouTube and the link's always in the description of the podcast. Right. Yes. Um, So repurposing information and and you can even get to the point where if you're doing a 40 minute podcast or something where you're just describing how to do something, you can turn around um, and for not a lot of money and have someone transcribe that for you. There are services that do that. And then you can turn it into a blog post. Yes. And you know, so what I found was when I, um, so I already use Loom. I don't know if you've, you, you oh, know, <laughs> you know, Loom. I love it because I can like make a video of what I'm working on for a client and send it to them and walk them through it. And they can just watch the video in their own exactly. time. Well, you can also like what I did was I, um, I d- was recording my YouTube channel video on with zoom, with <laughs> just me on zoom. And then I, um, uploaded that video to Loom and Loom will just translate everything automatically. They do. You're That's right. Trans- transcript. Make a transcript yep. of it. So it's a very and actually, yeah. you know what's interesting? It's a good transcript. It's not a crappy yeah, one. Yeah, really it is. Good. I know. It's surprisingly good actually. Yeah, right. And and if you're already if you already have the tool or if you're using it for different purposes, then it's free. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're right. That's a great point. And I should have brought that up because I actually know that about Loom. It's true. You upload a video and you get this awesome transcript. Yeah, um, it was a great find. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. You save some. And and like I said, you know, you go to the Google one and it's, it's horrible <laughs> in comparison. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, you would think they would get that down. but um, uh, I, I always think it's but what cracks me up about Google is that you know, they want your website to have good user experience. You know, they're kind of like, that's one of their key things that they, they like. And yet they have the worst user experience in all their instructions about all their different products that they have. Oh, I know. I know. It's like, it is really bad. It's like, they've just become this massive, massive corporation where the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing half the time. Mm. And, um, and, you know, it's funny because they can keyword scan a video and then ban it based on the content, but they can't manage to actually transcribe a video correctly. <laughs> right. What are they really hearing when they're, I know, when they're exactly. listening to you, right? <laughs> exactly. It's like, did, did they actually do this correctly or are they just picking up some chatter, you know, that one of my kids in the background saying something, you know? Right. Um, so let me... Um, so, yeah, so so what I see is that you're on the right track, I think, with, with you know, getting some of these things going. You know, podcasts is always an easy thing to do. Anchor.fm is mm-hmm. like, like yeah. my podcast, everything I use. I use Zencaster, I use Calendly, I use Anchor, and I get things going. It's all free. I don't pay mm-hmm. a dime for any of that. Yeah. Um, I, so- I actually have a podcast that I, I stopped because I got so busy, and that's one thing I want to start again when I um, – when I hire somebody. <laughs> sure. I um, mean, if you do a, yeah. an audio podcast, it's so much less work and you're more likely to stick with it. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, and, so. they, and I do use anchor and it is, free. it's great. It's free. It's, it's awesome. Oh yeah. I mean, mine good. When I upload this episode, for instance, it'll be distributed, including anchor to eight platforms. It goes on Google podcast. It goes on um, Apple iTunes podcast. It goes on radio public breaker, Spotify, Castbox, I mean a bunch of stuff. Yes. You know? Yes. And it's just fantastic. So yeah. um and the fact that you participate in Facebook groups is awesome, but you really need your own um Facebook page and group. So it's good that you're working on on that stuff. And and I'll just just a tip about groups is if you um depending on your marketing campaign, the things you get set up, a group is always a good thing to have, a private group because if people are paying for a service or paying for a community or some sort of a monthly thing, let's say you have a mastermind on, on you know, website design or something, right? Mm. Um, you can redirect people after they sign up your mastermind to sign up for free to your, your private Facebook group. And um, that's good because that's where you can keep track of all the questions and the community can interact with each other. They can answer questions. And it's, yeah. I've seen it done over and over again, and it's, it's really effective. And if you have a client list already, you get all your clients to join the group before you launch it officially. Right. Because that way, new people don't come in and see three people or something. You know right. what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah. So that's that's pretty good. Um, you know, I'd say from – and I know you don't do any advertising right now of any type, but you know, I'm just thinking from uh, an inbound standpoint, even – you know, uh, and that's why I was asking you what, what maybe your most common questions were uh, from – from uh, clients, you know, uh, because sometimes you can create um, an ebook um, mm-hmm. that you can give away as a free lead magnet, yep. and you can drive a um, 
like a Google um, AdWords or, or, or a uh, Facebook ad, I'm sorry, Google ad or Facebook ad to, you know, your landing page. And mm-hmm. on the landing page, it's just like, I do something like that where I use click funnels. Uh, I might do a Facebook or Google ad. I, I um, drive that traffic from the ad to the landing page. And there's only one thing they can do. It's like put in their email and click submit. And it tells them, hey, you do this. And, you know, it's got all this co- nice copywriting on the page. It talks about how you get this lead magnet that, you know, answers and lead magnet should always answer, um, you know, either deal with a problem that a client, a typical client always has mm-hmm. or answer a burning question that they always have. Right. And that way they'll be motivated to do it. And if you can't think of anything like that, then you can go out and do some keyword research um, on YouTube uh, or on Google for the most commonly asked questions in your niche. And then you can create a, blo- um, a lead magnet, an ebook based on the answer to that question or questions. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you know, you then turn around and advertise on the same platform where you found that, you know, that, that viral amount of information where people are really, it's really, they really want to know how to do something in WordPress, let's say, right? right, right. Um, so that's one way to do that. Yeah, and once you yeah. do that, that's how you get people on your mailing list. Yeah, that that is that's perfect perfect scenario. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, so. and I like I yeah I have all that. It's all I, I'm like my clients. Like I want to do all that, and I just need to um, get some time to to work on it. Hire some people to work on it, and hire somebody sure. to help me with my business. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. It's always good to have. Um, like I talk to a lot of people, I do a certain amount of coaching when I talk to clients. I know lots of people that have mentors and coaches, and it does help to have someone that has some experience helping you with stuff like that, because you're able to kind of, you know, ask those questions that otherwise, you know, you're kind of trying to ask people on the internet that are always wondering, you know, in these different groups, why do you want to know this? You know, what is the, you know, because some people treat knowledge differently. Like I love to share knowledge with people, you know, but with Mm -hmm. some people, knowledge is power, unfortunately, and they keep it. It's like poker. They keep Uh, those cards very close to their chest. They don't want you to see them. You can't do that these days. Yeah. I mean, I don't do that. I share a lot, even with clients, because the point is most clients don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. I tell them everything I do and they could literally go out and do it themselves, but they just don't want to. (laughs) Nobody has time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No one has time. You know, I even tell other marketers, and half the time, yeah. they don't have time to do it. Like yeah. I have people that contact me um, from different groups I'm in on Facebook and they ask me questions and, you know, they're they're less experienced and they want to connect and I'm happy to do that. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of banter back and forth about some marketing stuff, which I love talking about anyways, as you can tell. I'm, yeah. I don't have a problem talking. Um, and, you know, that's how you form those relationships sometimes. You find you can find a mentor that way or... You can just simply learn based on the conversations you have, you know, but, but listen, before we wrap up, um, Maureen, I want to ask you, how do, um, how do people, uh, find you? What's the best way for them to contact you online? Well, um, they can see my website, mhcdesignstudio.com and they can contact me at Maureen at mhc, I'm sorry, M Chaccio, M C I A C C I O at mhcdesignstudio.com. Okay. Um, studio, I'm just writing it down too. 
All right. All right. So um, that's great. I just want to thank you for joining me today oh, and taking some time out of your, your busy schedule. Everyone is so busy these days. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but hold on a little, a little after we sign off and we'll, we'll catch up and uh, just want to thank you. And, and uh, again, I hope people um, look you up if they have some web design needs and they want to talk to you. That would be that would be great for you. I love, I love to help your to business. Talk to anybody. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Thank you. Maureen. Thank you, Paul. This has been Express Leads, hosted by Paul Brady of Brady Consulting and Inbound Marketing. If you have questions or comments, please feel free to leave us a voice message by visiting anchor.fm/slash Express Leads. Thank you.